Wake up at a tee Wake up at a This is the Tim Vital Bob Show. I'm going to be a church man soon. I'm going to buy my own church and I'm going to be the guy who gives a sermon, but only for about 30 seconds. And then I'm going to get somebody else to do the boring part. I'm just going to be the guy that comes and goes, Welcome to the church. It is Sunday. At 9 a.m. And I would be on a lot of cocaine because, of course, I'm not going to be waking up at 9 a.m. I'm going to be up all night before the sermon, just getting upset for it, getting all hyped up about it. But, oh, I got to do a sermon at Sunday at 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. I got two sermons I got to do, so that means I got to do a lot of cocaine, baby, because otherwise I'm just going to sleep and have to rip myself out of bed and be like, Nobody's going to want to go to a church where the guy giving a sermon is half asleep and doesn't want to be there. He's like, okay, I'm going to deliver you from evil. I'm half asleep. I'm wearing my sleep hat. I'm wearing my, I wish I was wearing uh, slippers. I wish I was wearing my gosh darn, uh, what do you call those things? Anyway, I can't think of what I'm talking about here. Uh, But anyway... I, I wish I was wearing my, uh, like, we can't move on until we think of what they're called. It's just very important. Anyway, welcome to the show. This is episode 81 of the program of the Tim Fox of Life Show. If you're doing a sermon, if you, I would be very good at the beginning of the sermon. I'd be like, welcome to church land. I don't know what kind of church this is, but I, it'll be probably a bap, Baptist, be a Baptist, old-fashioned Baptist church where... Don't ask, don't tell would be pretty much the un, the uh, unwritten rule, the unspoken rule, whatever you call it. Welcome to the church. It's an old school church. If you like dudes, and you're a dude, keep it in your pants. We will not lynch you. Another. We're not gonna like be hateful towards you, but uh, keep it in your pants. Cause this is a Baptist church. And I, because pretty much anybody could just be a church. Anybody could start a church. All it takes is charisma. All it takes is money and charisma and chutzpah and a building. It's not that, there's like, what, what's special about a church? Who, you got to be ordained. You got to be blessed. You have to be, you have to go to church school for eight years. You got to go to college to, to be a sermon teller, to deliver the good word. No, you just have to want to do it bad enough. And build a goddamn, just build a building that barely holds up. And the acoustics, who cares if the acoustics are all bad at a church? That's all that matters in a church, actually, is the acoustics. You could, you could be the worst pastor. But if the church has bad acoustics, they're not going to be able to hear you. There's got to be some natural reverb, too. You can't just block it all out and deaden it all can't just absorb all the reflections gotta have it so you sound wizardly like gandalf but other than that there's not really not any any requirements you just gotta be charismatic there's it's it's all about personality to run a church like that guy that i he's cool uh david koresh 
I don't think that was his real name. He, he was he was born some other name, but he, the Branch Davidians. He took on the the he was like the, the second David, the second guy. Of, he didn't start the church. He inherited that position. But the reason he was so successful as a cult leader is the same reason any cult leader is successful because they have charisma and they know how. They're just leaders that are like naturally gifted at that and they take it on and they just want to do it. They're narcissists. But you, you can't just be one. You can't just be one or the other. You have to be a narcissist and have leadership skills that people latch on to and look up to. You got to be consistently crazy. You can't just be crazy like off the street. Those people want to be cult leaders, like, yeah, I know all the answers, man. But they're foaming at the mouth. They're drug addicts, and their message might be good, but they're not good at delivering it, and they're off the wall, bouncing crazily off. They're, they're inconsistent, so they can't be cult leaders. So that's why it's rare to be a cult leader, or just, I'm, you know, or even a pastor at a church. That's not quite as extreme as cult leader, but you still have to have a personality that people gravitate towards you can't be a you can't be like a introvert and run a church so i couldn't do it that's why i would only be the guy who just warms up the crowd like welcome to the church get your hands moving we're gonna dance praise god don't be gay something like that you know don't want to be too aggressive about it but you gotta have undertones in your music you know there's not a lot of anti-gay hymns but i would write a few hymns that have a few you know underlying subliminal line you know verses in it about how don't be gay you know like it would be like the, the god saying you only would have known a brother if you're a brother some leviathans 416 you don't want us Lay with another man. That's not real cool. That's yeah, something like that, but more subtle. Like the guy's looking pretty good, but I'm not gonna say nothing about it. I was born with a, a lot. I don't know. It's not easy to write this song. You know, it's gotta be subtle, not not like you know. But then a song would be more aggressive for like behind the scenes of course because anybody who has these opinions they all pretty much have them to an extreme degree you're not just kind of homophobic you say the f word anyway so like you know you can't just be kind of that you can't be just you, there's not very few people that are just like kind of hate uh gays they pretty you know like yeah, I'm on the I'm on the border. Anyway, like I'm not enough to like open a gay hating church or whatever. Even the churches that uh, pretend not to hate gays, why? What are they? What's the point of having a church then? Because isn't the whole point of a church is to be like strive for purity and like uh, avenge yourself against. To try to like not be sinful, because obviously they think it's a sin. 
They can't just rewrite the Bible. It says in the freaking Bible. It's thou shalt not lie with it. It's interpretable. It's pretty much in there. Like It's pretty hard to deny that uh, whoever wrote the Bible, whether it was God or it was... It, even if it was, even if it uh, was God, okay, my computer's flaking out. Okay, even if it uh, was God that hates gays when he wrote the Bible, which of course it's not. I don't believe that it was written by God. It was written by people of the day who definitely didn't accept gays, as it was normal to do in, in the world for most of mankind's history so of course it's in there so you can't rewrite the ten commandments which is not in the ten commandments because it's implied they didn't have to put a stupid they didn't have to write a whole commandment for not being that <laughs> for not being gay because uh, it was obviously implied they had rules about women about not coveting thou's wife because it was implied that men only got married to women. And it was also implied that it was fun to be gay and that, it, you know, even straight guys, they didn't really use that word back then because kind of everybody was doing it a little bit. Everybody was having a little bit of gay sex in the BCs. It just wasn't what you talked about because it was just for fun. Everybody kind of knew that this is just what we do at parties. You know, we have orgies. We fuck dudes and they, we let them fuck us and we do drugs. Wine, I guess, was the only drug they had access to at the time that was actually worth doing. They they'd all they other they had like entheopath entheogens. They had like peyote, mushrooms, but they didn't have orgy. Then it, it it's it go it, wine is what made you do gay stuff in the BCs in prehistory as well. Prehistory, we don't know. It's that's why it's called prehistory because we don't know. They didn't write it down. So so if you're one of those woke churches that pretends to not bash gays and pretend that you're okay with having them in your congregation which you're you're not first of all and you'd be happy you wish they were in your congregation they don't want to be in your congregation because they're they're progressive too there's not a lot of christian gay couples anyway so what you just virtue you just say we're okay with gay people even though there's none that go to our church but we're okay with it. No, you're not. It's not going to save your church. People are still going to feel guilty, and this is only white churches, by the way. Cool churches that actually have fun don't even address this BS because they're doing what they do. They they care about their souls. And saving their, they care about their own life. That's why they go to church. That's why anyone goes to church. But it's the real cool churches that actually like sing and invented soul music. These white churches, like, oh come, all ye faithful, 
Glory, hallelujah. Oh, yeah, that's real fun. That makes me want to get up and make babies to that shit. So I only go to uh, churches on the south side. Anyway, is that it? Do we, can we move on? Do, are we still talking about churches? I'm, I'm going to be a pastor is what I'm saying, and it's going to be an old school. We don't even pretend that we're woke. Because that's all being woke is. It's a pretentious thing. You can only pretend to be woke because there's no such thing as actual being the thing that they're striving to be. You're never going to reach it. Never going to touch. You're never. It's like trying to chase a dragon that you can never reach. It's like basically like you're trying to become a demigod. You're trying to become a prophet that's like has like a sacred, that's like divine. You're trying to reach divinity by being woke. So it's a never-ending cascade of challenges like that you have it's like it's a ladder that you have to keep climbing. It's okay, I got to this ring. Now I got to pretend that I'm also this that I'm not. I'm also going to pretend that I'm okay with this too. I'm and I'm going to go out of my way to shout and complain about this that white people are doing wrong as well. I'm going to say this is racist too. Okay, I said that. So now I got to find the next thing to call racist. And uh, it's not going to be anything that has to do with non-white people. The only thing that's racist uh, by definition is something that white people do that other races tend to not. That's pretty much the definition of racist. In, it's, in the, it's in the book. It's in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Racist. Noun. Adjective. Uh, plural. It means a white. what a white person does that other people tend to not do. Uh, like, what's an example of that? I don't know. Not. Okay, there's white stereotypes that are, like, I was trying to think of something that's not, like, offensive to to people that I would even find hack. It's like, because white people are good at a lot of shit, so it's like, okay, so that rules out a lot of things. So anytime a white person does anything, it's racist, that's a lot of shit. Like, we're pretty, we're pretty good. I guess I'm saying we because I identify as white, which you got to know if you're white or not. You can't just like be like, oh, I didn't know I was white. But anyway, I am pretty white. And uh, you can't say that with pride. Other people could call you it, but you can't call yourself it unless it's in a negative connotation. It's like, oh, I'm so white. I got an eight-year degree. And I wrote a research paper that got approved in all these journals it got featured in these uh, publications and it got widely accepted in the scientific community because I'm so white. That's what white people do. They establish new scientific, re- like, fa- like that sounds bad, but like, it's the reason the Titan implode is because not enough white guys in their 60s got to uh, tell what was wrong with it. 
And I love Stockton Rush because he's he's inspirational. I mean, he shed his skin as a white man in his 60s by he was ashamed of that. You know? He's like, I'm a white guy in my 60s, so you shouldn't be listening to me or anyone who looks like me. So I'm going to fire the other engineers that are also my age and, and color, skin color, race. It's more than skin deep if you're talking about white people. If you're talking about other people, it's only about skin color. But anyway, he was an inspiration to me because he defied science. And that means he was pr progressive because it's racist to accept something that white people thought of, like, you know, the laws of physics. That was all white people in Sweden, for the most part, that discovered all these racist facts about nature. And he defied, not nature, but those white people. Those evil white men that were competent in their field because they were privileged, not because they were smart or had the fascination and uh, work ethic and whatever persistence to actually dig into that science and to make those discoveries. No, it's because of white privilege. I have white privilege. That's why I'm successful in any iota of a particular in, in any example in any tiny example of me being a successful person it's because of white privilege i'm very uh, sorry so i was thinking back about if i should go, keep talking about what woke means because there's this thing there's this meme going around that it's impossible to define the word woke. And I guess it is, but you it's like when you know when you see it, it's never not obvious when you see it. Like being woke just means pretending to hate white people. Because nobody actually hates them. They have resentment. But it's hard to hate something that isn't Okay, I get it. You could force yourself to hate anything it's possible to hate white people but that's a category and it's a very vague it's a very wide like that category is a pretty big one so that's a weird thing to to hate so i don't believe it actually that people hate white people i think it's a ridiculous thing to say like oh i hate white people i could get it for hating other people but that's different because there's there's they're more like it's easy to hate a minority compared to hating a non-minority. But that, you know, that's true for any country. Japanese people tend to not enjoy white people. I don't fucking know. I know that I, it's all anecdotal. I haven't been to Japan. I know they wouldn't like me there. And I'm, I'm, it's, that sucks because I like their country, but that's, that's their country. So whatever, you got to, like, you got to be like, okay, if I'm going to have these opinions, I guess I can't blame them. Anyway, it's just, a, it's normal. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I tried to define the term woke and it's hating white people. It's just pretending to hate what, and it, it's, that's too, that doesn't really snip it in the bud. 
because uh, being woke could just be putting up a rainbow a, a flag, one of those you know flags in your front yard. That's not really hating white people. That's hating straight white. Pe- it's you know it's not it's not just white people. It's too ble But I, yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, it's it's uh, just another word for virtue signaling, like being woke. I don't know. You know, I know it when I see it, and uh, I try to be woke. We all try to be woke in the sense we we all try to not say what we're thinking, which is usually like, oh, that guy's being so stereotypically that type of person i shouldn't say it i should i I gotta pretend that i'm okay with it let's just pretend that i'm very good at that but anyway crimes hate crimes i don't know if i'm for that i think that's a hard thing to defend hate crimes but not the hate part just the crime part i'm fine with hate I think hate is just like, just like a fun thing that people do just to get th- through the... It's like a hobby. Love isn't really a hobby. Love takes work. Hate just kind of falls in its place. Like gravity kind of just... you know. Love is like you have to like... You have to reach out and put in an effort. Like it's like digging through the snow. Whereas hate you could just do without even leaving the house you can just do it from home it's fun it's it's relaxing to be hateful i don't know not even hateful because uh, that's a strong word but just like just like this feel of like like pseudo hate like there's got to be a better word because hate is overused and hate isn't really the best word to describe what i'm talking about or even people that aren't me that like I can only speak for myself and for a lot of other people I could speak for other people because I have a little thing called empathy I could empathize with like true hateful people I get just like I was saying I get how you can hate white people it's pot I could imagine it But I don't think I hate any uh, white people or any people. I don't think I hate people. But I, I get the feeling of like not liking something. And there's plenty of not liking things about people to go around. Anyway, wh- where was I going with this? Justifying. Oh yeah, hate crimes. I don't like crimes in Stockton Rush. What I like about him is that he defied science that's cool that takes balls in 20 in this year in this time now that science is pretty rigorously proven like you you gotta be really like smart to disprove proven shit that's been like proven a thousand times over like to disprove gravity or something something that's clearly a fact of nature that takes balls so i respect him for that it's like no i could go 
it doesn't matter if it's made out of carbon fiber it'll hold under the extreme pressure even though it's not does even though according to the research on the exact thing it's not safe eh he just had this look about him that's like i'm he felt like like he had such a high opinion of himself he thought he was going to be on mount rushmore just the way he looks and pictures he had this jawline of like i am the king i am in i i'm a trailblazer like magellan and I heard he wanted to be a spaceman, but then his eyesight was not good enough, so he, that's why he had to stick to being an ocean guy. He's like, well, I can't see far distances, so that rules out space. That rules out all of the universe, so I just gotta, I gotta stick to the ocean, because that's only a few miles that I gotta see, you know? Space! I can't see two, I can't see two light years away. Can only he was nearsighted or something. He, he was he had poor eyesight. So clearly, this guy is not a superhero. If he doesn't even have good eyesight, he thinks he's gonna be the new guy to discover the new frontier of 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 the ocean. He thinks he's gonna lead a. I don't know. He had he had a lot of ambition, but I guess all he wasn't doing anything that ambitious. From my point of view, all he was doing was retracing other people's steps. He was just bringing people to where other people have gone. The deep sea. Other people have been there. He was just commercializing it for tourists. Rich tourists to pay 250 It's a good business model. I commend him as a businessman, as an ambitious businessman, and his jawline. was. He had the face of like a president. He had a presidential... Like, like, I could see him being a statue. Hopefully, they will chisel a statue of him, one of the surviving billionaires. Family members will look at him as a hero for killing the dude that they got the money from. Like, well, is it, I'm glad that he killed my dad, my billionaire uncle. Because now I... I'm a billionaire, and I'm only in my 30s. So thank you, Stockton Rush. I'm going to use some of that money to build a statue. I know it looks bad. It looks really, like, distasteful to build a statue out of the dude that was responsible for killing my uncle. But I didn't really like my uncle. So he was one of those billionaires that didn't spread the wealth. So no, fuck the uncle. I'm, I'm, so Stockton Rush, I, like, I, I feel like we got to give him another chance. You know, give him another chance to redeem himself by, I don't know how, but just hear me out. We can't reverse his death. And it was inevitable. And it was a mistake. But he had good intentions to profit off of the Titanic. To profit off of a, of, of something that happened over a hundred years ago that was basically like... Uh, fairy like at this point you're allowed to profit off of it because it happened so long ago that it's pretty much like fiction anything that happens over a hundred years ago pretty much is like it's not real like people say oh it's a real disaster people died it's very insensitive to go down there and dig up people's graves like 
they're not real people. They lived in a time where you had to go on a horse to get anywhere. Like, yeah, they had elect. It was very rude or meant to. Yeah, they had electricity technically, but it was powered by by coal. We don't use coal anymore. Only like seventy percent of the power grid is powered by. Only like seventy percent of the power that we use today is from coal. They used it for like boats back then. They used it for like everything. So this was like a time that pretty much is so it's so removed. Like boats are so different now that it's like that time is not a real time. It's like going back to the Bible the, or the time that Jesus was alive. Did he really exist? Sure, technic pay on paper there was a guy named Jesus supposedly according to historians yeah, there was a guy named Jesus. But it was a thousand years ago, so that might as well be never ago. I mean, okay, it was only like 10, that's only like 10 generations, or, you know, 100 times 10. That's really not that long ago when you think about it, because it's only like 10 people ago if you live to 100. It's so removed from our current state of mind a hundred when the titanic existed which i don't even think it did by the way but even if i did see the titanic at the bottom of the sea with my own two eyes which james cameron was very adamant about i, like, I gotta see my own two eyes and then when i did that it was like this wave of realism took over me it's like it's no longer just a story this is actually a thing that took place it's like bullshit if i saw with my own two eyes i'll just be like whoa that's a cool that's an old decaying thing that looks like a boat but does that make it any more real no because it's i've seen pictures of it because it looks fake it just looks like a like a fairy tale thing. It's too like magical for me to believe that it's a real thing or that it was a real historical event that we need to take seriously because boats today are impenetrable from the ocean. Like we've mastered nature like we've mastered getting killed in a boat. Nobody gets killed in a boat. We have sonar, we have binocular, we have things that just detect icebergs by like buoys that transmit in real time the topography, just anything that's on like radar, satellites. It's so not possible to die in a boat these days that, yeah, we could laugh at the past because of how... There's nothing to learn from it, so we might as well laugh at it because it's not like we're going to have to worry about that happening ever again. And then there's people who say, oh, it's to the Titan. It was so similar to the Titanic because they thought it was unsinkable. Well, not unsinkable because it was a submarine. That's the whole point of a submarine is that it sinks. 
So that's not the right word. But they thought he was thought it was like uh, they compared it to the Titanic because of the hubris of like, oh, it's ne- nothing bad's gonna happen. But Stockton Rush didn't think he was doing anything wrong because he says that's the most important part. All that matters if you're building a submersible that goes to the bottom, you know, super deep. Uh, all that matters is that it's not going to implode, that it can handle the stress of the pressure. That's it. Everything else can fail. You know, the, the, the control, the engines, the power. As long like, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. Of course you need something to work to get back up. So maybe he was, okay. I don't know. He's the expert, so he would know better than me. But I can't ask him because somebody else did something, must have done something wrong. I'm a fan of this guy, and I hope to see more from him, even though he's dead. I hope that they somehow discover that everything that they're saying about him was wrong. Those white guys that are talking shit about him, that he correctly fired because they were white, they're just they're just being bitter because they're racist because they have white privilege and they're like oh we don't get to work anymore yeah too bad the world has changed and we don't only hire people just because they're we don't actually we don't like you we don't need you and we're not going to inspire people to get into the deep waters if it's just a bunch of white old guys running the ship designing the ship so i like so i'm a fan of stockton rush being woke, that's not what killed him. It was somebody else who messed up. It was one of those white guys, I think, who plotted against him. Clearly, it wasn't his fault. Because I could just tell by this guy that he was a smart guy, good businessman. And it's, it's I'm going to be the next guy to build a boat or some, whatever you call it. Who cares if you, what you call it? It's going to be awesome. I'm going to sell it by how awesome it is, not by using the correct. I got. I made a boat that goes to the bottom of the sea. And I'm going to charge 200000 to go to the top 10. And it's going to have a bigger window. Okay, wait, boat? What are you talking about? You mean a submersible? Like, same thing. It goes in the water. Who cares if it's above the... Sh- Who cares if it floats or not? Oh, I used the wrong term for something that goes in the water. I'm going to be the next Stockton Rush, but times 10. And nobody's going to die, but if they do, it'll be even more people that paid even more money somehow. Because they are repeat... Okay, I don't want them to die, but I think that's... Okay, in a different... I'm saying two competing ideas. Yes, I want to be the next Ocean Gate... CEO, no, I don't want to kill people, but at the same time, I respect people who cause other people's deaths in new ways because that's never happened before. So I, you could be both things. You could compartmentalize the admiration for being a creative manslaughterer and respect somebody for the ingenuity of not listening to ingenuity that takes ingenuity to not listen to engineers it's like 
I see how you're an engineer with 40 years experience in deep sea, um, you know, just the basic math and the material science and all that structural, you know, whatever. I see what I, I raise you this. It's a good hand that you got. Well, how about this? Not going to listen. I have more ingenuity than you because I, my, I'm so ingenuous that I just say not good enough. That's the best you could do. We got to use steel. We got to use titanium. Well, here's what I'm going to contribute to your ingenuity. No. That's my aunt. That's my in, that's my contribution to science. I refuse. I'm going to use this carbon fiber that has not been proven to be strong enough and I'm going to use it over and over again. Hey, if it worked the first time, it's going to work forever. And we got these sensors that tell us they they they're acoustic sensors that tell us if something's uh bending. So we'll know if we're about to die. So uh, we're we're good. We we just, we just okay, we we got to it's beeping. I guess we're going to go up. Let's release the weight. Hope that the electronics are working that release the weight. It's going to be hard to do it manually because we're locked in. You know? So hopefully that works and then we could go up before we die. I don't know. It's, there's obviously two sides to every story and people are too quick to throw them under the bus because ingenuity sometimes is just being like, nah. Like Steve Jobs, when they gave him the first iPad or iPhone, whatever, it was an iPod, I think, he put it in a fish tank and he noticed that these bubbles were coming out of it. He was like, well, clearly there's room in there. So I am more ingenuity. I have, I'm a better engineer than you because there's bubbles so you're not good enough as I'm better than you're not a good enough engineer. See, if you're not, if you're not an engineer, but you're hiring them, how does that work? How do you know if they're doing their job good enough? Well, I don't know. Ask Steve Jobs, ask Stockton Rush. They're doing well. They, they knew what they were doing. So I think you just have to trust your own judgment and just throw it in the water and see what happens. Just like those fine examples of, people that I'm talking about did with and that's look what happened we got better iPads so if you're hiring an engineer and you're not an engineer I don't know good luck you got to be better than the engineer that doesn't make any sense that's the point of what I was trying to make I was using humor I was using sarcasm to demonstrate that it's not a good idea to hire an engineer and if you're not one and to not listen to them. It's like, I hear what you're saying, but as somebody who's not an engineer, I disagree. So, sorry, you're fired. We're going to go with somebody less competent according to my, my barometer of confidence, which is uh, completely out of my ass. Anyway, I'm being serious, though. I do think there's another side to this story. It's not his fault that they died. And I respect anybody that kills somebody in a new, hip way. 
Because it's getting it all. We've seen a thousand examples of hack ways to kill somebody. Like, okay, you could bomb. You could plant a bomb. That's the laziest way to kill people. Oh, I'm just going to bomb somebody. That's gay. And I mean that in the worst way possible. Gay as in like, that's gay. And then there's uh, shooting people. That's kind of cool, but it's played out. It's like the first time they did it, it was kind of like Columbine. There was some romanticism in that because it was the first time. It's the first time they that ever happened. So that was kind of original. People were like, whoa, what's going on? Those are real guns? They're actually... Those are students that go to this school and they're killing other... And they're kids? And they're that deranged and doing something that... That's kind of fascinating. Just on a psychological... You know, just the morbid curiosity of like... What would cost kids that are basically normal, intelligent, raised in a normal, loving household to do something that crazy. That's kind of cool of them to be the first ones to do it. Now it's the gayest thing ever. Now it's gayer than being gay. Being gay is even pretty gay these days. Being gay used to be cool in the 90s. Now, it's so boring that they had to spice it up by being super gay. And then that got old. And now, it's like, you might as well not even mention that you're gay. Unless you're in a church. Then it'd be, then it's like, oh. Nah, even in a church, yeah, who cares? You wouldn't be at the church in the first place. Gay people don't need to go to church. They pray to fashion. They have their own ways of getting through life. And it ain't church. It ain't the Bible. I don't know how... I guess that's why they're into other stuff like being gay. This podcast would probably not go very far on YouTube if people actually viewed the video, you know? I think I would get removed a long time, like for a lot of things that I'm saying very enthusiastically and passionately. Anyway, fuck gay people. That's not what I'm talking about. It's not what I mean. When I, that's not what I'm meant to talk about. I meant to talk about something else that's gay. Oh yeah, shooting people is gay. Unless it's out of self-defense, then it's kind of cool, I guess. Cause it's like, oh, the Second Amendment. Oh, that's that's why you shouldn't rob people or there's some cool ways to use a gun, but like like the the whole like good guy with a gun thing is kinda cool, but like or being in a gang is kinda cool still. Kind of. Uh but just spraying people down um not that cool. Cause it's been done. It just it's just like not a creative way to kill people and like if you're trying to put your mark on the world and leave a welt in on history, don't just think of something else. Killing people is just killing people. We all agree that's cool. How you do it 
is the part that needs to be improved. Killing people is always going to be a classic thing for a few more years until we could just back up our consciousness into other frameworks. But for for now, killing people is still cool, but try to do it in a cooler way, like bring people to the bottom of the ocean and tell them that they're not going to die and charge them money while you're at it. That's cool. It's not cool that you died, while, but maybe he was suicidal. We don't know. Maybe he was depressed, and that was his way of taking people with him. Maybe he was homicidal, and it became a murder-suicide. We don't know. I wasn't there. Point is, we all want to kill people. Some of us all want to kill people. And the Oklahoma City bombing doesn't get a lot of positive praise. But when it that's like the most that's like the biggest domestic terrorist act in the history of the country. And he doesn't get a lot of praise. But if you're in the community of like terrorism, if you're like into that, if you're like a fan, you know, a fanboy of domestic terrorism, he's like the number one guy that people worship. It's like, holy crap. Kill a bunch of politicians. And but the problem now is that he did it with a he did it with a bomb. That's not creative. If he did it with an airplane, that'd be cool. 9/11 gets plenty of praise, so I don't have to bring that up. The reason is because it was original. 9/11 was so good as a terrorist act. I'm not saying it was good, but it's it was like, come on, you know what I mean? If you're into terrorism, I'm saying it was the best. That it was so good that they didn't even have to make a movie about it. They didn't even have to make a movie about it because people were just go, no man, not good enough. The movie doesn't do justice. The CGI is not good enough because we already have video of that shit, man. So we don't need to make a movie because we have amateur footage of it. And what would the movie be? Just a love story? Oh, I, I met them on. I met them at the airport. And we fell in love on the airplane. And then all of a sudden, we noticed that we're going really close to these towers. And these guys wearing turbans. We didn't even know to be racist against them. That was before we even knew that brown people with turbans and beards could even be terrorists. So we were just having a gay old time. And of course it would be a gay couple. It would be a person of color, gay couple that fell in love on the... And they're not allowed to talk about it, so they gotta be subtle. They gotta go in the bathroom to have sex. It would be like the Titanic, but woke. And it would bomb at the box office because it would have a shitty score and soundtrack because it's a woke, because everything that's woke turns to shit. So we don't want to have a 9-11 biopic at the moment. But that's because it was such a profound historical event that's very recent. It only happened 23 or 22 years ago. So... Obviously, in 50 years, it'll be game on. Make all the woke 
box office bombs that you want about the uh, the 9/11. Because by then it will be like the Titanic. I'll be like, did that did that really happen? It's already like that. People are still alive that were there in Manhattan. They're still alive. There's people that are in the goddamn building that are still alive because they exited. They exited the building. Nobody with parachutes, unfortunately, that that day. Not even one person had a parachute, unfortunately. But anyway, that'd be cool. That'd be a cool story for a movie as well. But anyway, people are already doubting that it was a real event because the footage is grainy. That was before we had HD cameras. We had film. We had film cameras. But all the footage from 9-11 is pretty much from like these horrible quality 2001 mini DV camcorders or not even mini DV, just full size like digital tapes that are very grainy low quality SD footage 480p 480i the point is 9-11 was a great uh, event it will be fine to, to make a movie and say whatever you want about it in a 50 to 100 years because then it didn't it's like immaterial it's like it's like did that really happen it's like a fairy tale everything becomes a fairy tale with enough time otherwise you forget about it because it's not worth remembering do you know how many things happened in the past 2000 years that nobody remembers because it wasn't interesting do you know how many people like had a great time a gay old time having gay sex in in a, in a club in the 2000 BC era after getting shit house drunk and crashing their camel into somebody crashing their chariot and and then no you didn't hear about that because it's not interesting because that could happen anybody could do that there's so many things that happened back then that has have as might as well have never happened like you could like the pain and suffering that people went through in the past, people only care about if it was preserved, like Vesuvius. When the hell was that? Like a thousand years ago? The only reason people care is because it preserved the shape of their bodies in uh, in ash. That hard. It's beautiful. It's crazy. It's cre. It's 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 weird. It's it's a bleak, uh, morbid thing. But if they weren't there's no evidence of it if the lava simply just vanquished them and there wasn't a caddis if there wasn't a shell of their bodies uh we wouldn't care i'm sorry but that's just how humans are we don't why would we care oh a thousand years ago a bunch of people died good what do i need them for oh so they're not breathing the same air as me good it's only so much air. We don't want everything to still be here. Is this enough on that subject? So I'm going to start a church. Gays will be allowed, obviously. It's just that it'll be an old school church where you don't don't advertise it. We're not going to have like drag parties. Uh, we're not going to groom kids. 
Um, that's the hard part. Having a church where you don't do uh, really like bad things like that. What? That's what's the point of having the church? Speaking of that, another thing that you're not allowed to uh, glorify, but this one you're really not allowed to glorify, and I'm not because. It's not glory. It's not something I'm willing to do. It's not something I believe is glorious, even in an ironic, like, oh, I'm going to try to do what Tim Dillon does, where I pretend that someone's not a bad person. Like, I, I try to be, like, jokey. No, like, I think it's bad, for real. But it's fascinating to listen to uh, uh, people that are into, uh, people that like uh, kids. This documentary called uh, it was like a radio pod it was a podcast called uh, F defeating uh, warhead or something like that something war something about finding warhead or some shit this guy called himself warhead that was his code name on the internet and he he ran a lot of child abuse material websites that's what you're supposed to call it. you're not supposed to call it the more commonly used phrase because then it's like you're saying it what they you're calling it what they would call it they would call it that because that's how they look at it because they enjoy it they actually consume it so you shouldn't call it that you should call it what we think it is which is child abuse material that's how people that are not them think of it we, we think it's like bad like across the board like bad like any amount of it so we call it that we call it abuse material but it's fascinating just learning about it in from a, this podcast because they exist and just the psychological barriers that they have to leap through the uh, compartmentalization of it and the way People suspect that something's wrong and they don't do anything about it. Um, pretty much if you think somebody's a nonce, they're probably a nonce. Is that how you say, I don't know how you say that word, but it's a word for uh, what I'm saying, pedo. And uh, I don't think you even say that. Such a naughty thing. But anyway, it's just fascinating to hear from the persons in this... In the, they're in prison. The one that is on the podcast. He's in prison for life. For uh, for doing a lot of bad things. And uh, we agree as a society, most people agree that these people are not... They shouldn't exist, you know? And I, it's just interesting the way that he thinks he has the right to even live because some of them the ones that are born with this uh personality trait or affliction this uh i don't even know what you call it the uh, a lot of them they don't act they, they 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 know it's bad they know it's bad to be this and they kill themselves or they sorry in uh, in a video game in Minecraft, that's how you get around that. In Minecraft, 
They kill themselves. They delete themselves, which sounds even cr creepier than saying kill for some reason, than saying uh, suicide in Minecraft. Yeah, but they do that because they uh, have some morale. They have morals. Just because you have that thing in your brain that says that you're a nonce doesn't mean you don't have morals. It just means part of your brain, your animalistic uh, consciousness is is that part is not doesn't mean you're evil you're only evil if you think it's okay to act on it so that's the interesting part is them having this like uh, skewed reality perception of reality where they think that the abuse is okay they think it's like legit and Michael Jackson was definitely Somebody that could sue me if I called him a nonce, a nonce. He was a, he was a pedo. He was a pedophile. He was definitely a, yeah. But I'm not saying that in like a de defamatory way. I'm saying that as like a case study of like, it's true. It's true. So you can't really call that slander or def defamation because It's true. Anyway, uh, they're all this. They all have the same viewpoint. The ones that actually abuse people, they all have this uh, belief that it's uh, legit to actually be in a relationship with a underage, with a kid, or you know, with a young kid. They actually think it's okay, and that it's like real, a real relationship. So it's easy to sniff out. Like if you sense that anybody is into kids, like because they like if there's even a thing in the back of your mind, it's probably the case. Because people that are not that, we don't like we don't like kids that much. We don't want to be in friendships. Like we don't want to really be around kids. We're just, I'm just not, in, we're just not into that. You know, there's some, you know, the innocence could be kind of like, but we look at it as like, they're that, they're kids. We don't look at them as like equals that we could like, it's just not, it's completely uh, like a foreign language to normal people with not that uh, affliction. Condition. The dude called it, uh, the dude in jail, Warhead. This guy, he called it uh, what, pedo syndrome or something. He used like a pseudo medical term for it that he made up or probably got from the dark web. He called it like pedo affliction illness or some shit, which I think is adorable because he's trying to say that he's the victim of this syndrome and that that means he shouldn't be in jail or something. Yeah, he thinks that... Uh, he told the guy who was interviewing him, he said that, well, if I don't believe that, then I would have to kill myself because that's the only thing keeping me alive is this belief that 
it is okay to be what I am. It is okay to have relationships with kids and touch them. In a, and he didn't use the word. It is okay what I did because it's an illness. So we need to raise awareness for it. And that'll bring me to justice. That'll bring me to the opposite of, you know, to, to make him seem innocent so he doesn't have to hate himself. And then the interviewer is just like, okay, that's, I see where you're coming from. But like, what he should have said was, you know, that's okay to kill yourself. <laughs> he should, he should have been like, I th- he was just being, he was being a good interviewer. I get it. But what we were all thinking, he was being a good journalist, but of course, what we're thinking who, while we're li- while, you know, normal people who actually have like rational, like, you know, we wouldn't care. We wouldn't like be sad if you did that. If you didn't, ex- if you die, we wouldn't be very like not sad. You know that, right? Like you don't have to make it. Sa- you're making it sound like that's a sad thing that you're suicidal. We're, like, you're making it sound as if somebody would have sympathy for you. It's like, oh, you don't want to live anymore. That's so sad. You don't want to live anymore? Oh, I feel so bad for you. That's so... How do you... It's like, you know that that's totally what we kind of want, right? We kind of don't want you to live. So it's like, you're preaching to the wrong choir here because nobody really cares if you're suicidal. We kind of want you to be. It's like Je- Jeffrey Epstein. Did anyone get sad when he killed himself? Which I think he did, by the way. Did anybody really go, I can't believe he was suicidal. That's so... We got to do something about mental illness. It's like, no, we we get why we we understand why he killed. We kind of are happy about. We're not sad that he died and he killed himself. We're happy that he killed himself. Who gives a crap that he killed himself? Everybody would have wanted to kill himself. There, Jeffrey Epstein in, in in high after what he was going through after the cat's out of the bag. I could at least understand how he could be suicidal. So. I just thought that was the most interesting part of the uh, the document, the podcast that I'm talking about, Chasing Warhead, something like that. You'll find it. It's a Canadian thing. Made in Canada. And he's in life, he's in jail for the rest of his life, multiple sentences, but whatever, just the fact that he has, he has to put on this, like, mask of, like, you know, it's a psychological illness that's not studied enough. We need to raise awareness for my condition that puts me in jail when I didn't do anything wrong. I was born this way. I was just born this way. He wants to be added to the LGBT spectrum. It's like, yeah, that makes it okay. Because it's an illness. Like, yeah, it is. For sure it's an illness. Nobody's disputing that. What we're disputing is your right to uh, not be in jail. He's like, 
man, if I don't believe that this is just a cycle of illness and I'm just against here because of me, you know, some un... Because of society, man, then I would just not want to be alive. It's like, well, then can I maybe give... Maybe, uh... Maybe you'll maybe you'll uh, not have that opinion for forever. So then you will kill. Like nobody's gonna be sad if you kill yourself, dude. In Minecraft, I just think that was the most interesting part. It's like the the narcissism of like he can't he has the ego of this guy to think that people would give a crap. There's good people that are suicidal that nobody cares about, and you think we would? You think that's gonna make people sad? that's gonna make people have empathy or sympathy for you it's like oh this poor guy that abused kids this poor guy is thinking about uh whatever deleting himself oh that's so sad we're gonna do something about it it's like there's people that are good that kill that that have suicidal ideation that nobody gives a crap about because there's who cares Not saying anybody. Not saying you should do it, but some people should. Stockton Rush. Maybe he was suit. Maybe he was uh, sad and not. Maybe he was that type of person. Maybe he was. Anyway, Stockton Rush. Uh, rest in peace. He's at the bottom of the ocean, uh, making a snow angel in the mud well that's not true or f very nice to say but i'm just trying to be poetic uh because it's what he would want it's what he would have wanted for himself and the people that died with him they they agreed to the terms and conditions i mean they it said right in the contract that they paid you know they signed you might die so I'm sorry that you had to be the collateral, but he left a legacy that inspired future space explorer ocean explorationists like me. I'm gonna be the next guy to build one of those boats that go underwater. And I know it's not technically a boat, but the thing is, it will be both. It'll be a boat and a submarine. It'll be a new thing called a boat marine. A boat merciful, something like that. Popsicle, you know, it'll be something new that you don't even need a mothership. You don't need like a support ship to bring you to the ocean. No, you can just leave the shore. You can just leave it tied up to a dock. And it'll go all, it'll go wherever the hell you want. Underwater, overwater, who cares? It'll be like an airplane, but for the ocean. It'll also be an airplane. And a car, maybe, even too. You can even drive to the seaport and then fly to the seaport. It'll be a helicopter. It'll be everything. It'll run on battery. Not steam, not uh, coal. Coal, nobody uses coal anymore. Only like 80% of China gets their energy from coal. All right. Anyway, that's just what I had. To, I just I just went off on a weird one hour and seven minute tangent about mostly gay people, and ah ah ah, not really even gay people. Just the idea of being a gay person. 
So I think that I don't think it's a good time to go into other subjects, but I am getting cabin fever and cocaine in the White House. Why is that news? Like they found cocaine in the White House. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that that that's not even like a really a drug. Cocaine just makes you go like, okay, I'm up. What's up, baby? How you doing? It just makes you want to talk. It just gives you a boost of like, yeah, fuck yeah, what's up? Oh, how you doing? Hi, what's your name? I mean, that's not really even a drug. So the fact that it's illegal is like not even relevant unless you're in a... Uh, unless you're growing it yourself, unless you're like a drug dealer, but if you're just a guy minds your own business and you happen to uh, do cocaine every weekend or every couple days, or even if you're a full-out drug addict, like full-out addicted to it, that's not the worst thing in the world. So like, it shouldn't be illegal. It should be everywhere, pretty much. It shouldn't be, you know, for the most part, it should be in every business every office for the most part so it shouldn't be illegal i think it's absurd so i don't give a crap if it's in the white house who cares and it was probably hunters also who cares he needs it he needs it i mean be him walk a mile in his shoes and realize that you don't got your bag of cocaine on you what are you gonna do you're gonna be like Where's I need some cocaine? So I, I think that's a non-news item. You know, it's like what the hell? Cocaine, and you, you, you know, you're not even allowed to grow it yourself. You're not even allowed to grow coca in your own private home for your own private consumption. Do we live in America? Or the Congo? Is Hitler at the helm? Is this Nazi Germany? Is this Fidel Castro? Island? Is this the Democratic Republic of North Korea? Is this a place where fun is not supposed to... So I'm just going to drink coffee. So I'm just going to drink a worse drug... I just want to grow my own coca plant in my own private household to make tea. To grind up and make tea. That's the most innocent. Maybe I'll choose some leaves. I got to go to a different country to do that? I'm not even planning on selling it or processing it in a, in a cocaine. I'm not even planning on getting that shit I don't even need it to be cocaine. I just want it to be a nice tea. I don't understand law. Whoever made it illegal then thought that was like a good... Like, okay, maybe there's a reason that I don't understand because I'm not big enough in the power hierarchy. Because, okay, I get it. They collect money from some channel... You're not helping the citizenry by making something so widely adored illegal. 
You're not helping anybody by stigmatizing something that shouldn't that people have accepted long ago that we like. People, humanity has decided collectively that, yeah, we like cocaine. It ain't going anywhere. Oh, it's so it's illegal. It's like prohibition. How is nobody knocking on the Capitol building door about that? How the hell is there no speakeasies with coca? I don't know. We'll never. I, I'll. I don't freaking know. And I am gonna die on that hill, cause that's where you grow it. it has to be grown at high elevation. So that's, that's, yeah, I might as well. Might as well die on that hill, in Minecraft. Anyway, this has been a Tim Weichelbaum show, episode eighty-one. Baby, have a good weekend. <laughs>